Hello, and welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin, I am your host tonight, and with me I have two other very special people with me. One of them is my fellow Infinity Bro, Mark Jones. Hello, Infinity Bros Universe. I'm glad to be back again. And the other one is a very special guest that we have with us today from 90's first podcast, Stay at Home Gamer, or as we like to call him, Mike. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> well, we are doing great, and we hope the Infinity Bros universe is doing great as well. So how, wh- wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. And we are going to be reviewing a ton of news um, we Our last episode was the Umbrella Academy Season 2 uh, spoiler review episode, so we've got a bunch of news to go through, um, got some rumors to talk about, we all, always go through our hot and snot, and then um, we're going to talk about uh, Mike's podcast a little bit later, but due to uh, him being on our show, we are doing top 5 90s cartoon TV shows, so we have got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. How are you guys doing tonight in general, though, first of all? I'm, do- I'm doing great. Um, it's good to be on the podcast. Uh, been liking your guys' stuff here for a little bit, so um, it's been it's been a good time getting to know, uh, you know, Isaac um, and Max and uh, Jarrett. And, uh, met you tonight, Mark, but you're pretty cool. I like the beard, so. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes one look at you and he's like, I think I'm pretty, pretty sure cool he doesn't kill yeah. anybody. So he's got he's got a beard, so he's got to be cool. Uh, yeah. Mm, well, I mean, that's debatable from, from <laughs> how we're looking right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, other, other than that, doing doing good, man. I'm just ready to talk about some of this news that we got going on cool. here. Very cool. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. It's the end of the work week for me, so just get to relax in the next two days and hopefully play that uh, that game that you guys have been streaming on the Infinity Bros. Ooh, yes, Fall Guys. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Man, that's <laughs> been such a blast, dude. It's crazy, crazy, just nuts but yeah it's been me and uh robert smartnick Jarrett, and zane have all been uh squadding up and playing a bunch the last couple nights so it has been super fun but yeah mark you are gonna love it for real it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome promise promise i promise you okay good good that clip that you had of you just getting launched <laughs> i know right, right to second place that was that was so amazing lucky. like probably the luckiest play i will ever have in that game in like the whole the t- three days that i played and the rest of my <laughs> you career. peaked too early um <laughs> i peaked way too early in that game uh, it is unfortunate but yeah just um delete the game deleted (laughs) yeah for sure uh yeah check out our twitter uh instagram and facebook profile for that clip because it is it is hilarious i just was like going on one of the tracks and there's like these little whirly um rods i guess that like are on the floor and you have to jump over them and just boom got yeeted by one boom got yeeted by the other right onto the platform right next to the finish line i was like Oh, okay. I did not expect it to go that way, but <laughs> I'm not mad about it. So, 
that was yeah that was definitely the best probably play of my life honestly so uh yeah you're right i should just retire as a gamer honestly i should just be done gaming after that (laughs) all right so we've got a lot of stuff to get to um but first of all we want to get to know you mike a little bit so um mike why don't you tell us a little bit just about yourself um, about the things you're into about your podcast about your streaming uh just give us a little rundown about uh everything about you so my name is Mike. Um, I am a dad. Uh, that's why I'm a stay-at-home dad uh, for the most part. I do work in the evenings, but while my wife is at school uh, doing her teaching, um, I'm stay-at-home dad. So a while back, uh, I lost my job, and so I was like, I'm just going to start streaming, see if it could turn into anything. And uh, boy, is it a lot of work, but I decided to go with, you know, stay at home gamer as my name. And so, you know, over the over the Internet, Twitter, Instagram, that's where you'll see me under stay at home gamer. Um, Yeah, I just I play battle royales, single player games, just a lot of a lot of different things. I always try new things to, you know, get more visibility, um, you know, on Twitch and on Twitter as well. Just trying to. Just trying to, uh, you know, meet people, gain friends, and and have a lot of fun. Um, me and my good buddy Jelly started a podcast uh, kind of network called the '90s First. We are '90s kids, and so we our main uh, main uh, podcast is talking about the first episode of every single or not every single, but talking about specifically the first ever episode of certain 90s TV series, cartoons and live action shows and yeah, that's where we have a lot of exciting new content coming, but um that's that's pretty much me. I'm a husband, father, um gamer. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I remember coming into one of your streams probably been like six months or something now and it was like i mean i loved hanging out in your stream you're super chill like super fun guy to hang out with and obviously we've kept that relationship and here we are and you're on our podcast max uh has been on your podcast i've been on your podcast yeah you were on the first episode yeah we're gonna eventually talk about uh a little sneak peek a little bit of that in my list so uh just a little little teaser and a little plug for <laughs> the 90s first podcast, the very first episode in which I guessed on. So uh, so we are going to start up a new thing here for our guests. Um, we're going to call it the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, we are going to grill you with a couple questions uh, from each Infinity Bro. And uh, luckily, you're... you're, you're <laughs> I, it uses the word grill, and I thought that was weird in the chat. It's like, we're just going to ask you a question. You just it just sounds it. way cooler if we say grilling. There, so. I, you sent me an outline, and that is nowhere in this outline. I call shenanigans. This literally <laughs> developed last night in our group chat. Like, that's how new it is. <laughs> oh, man, it was just birthed last night. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, we just, I don't know, I feel like I want to get to know some of the people that we have on our podcast a little bit better. So, okay. each of us, and Jarrett included, uh, who is not able to be with us tonight, but he sent me a question to ask you. We're each going to ask you one question. Can be literally anything. And I've been censored to the questions I wanted to ask. Just FYI. I told Mark it had to be appropriate, though, so so we'll... <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you mind if I... Uh... 
if I steal this for my podcast because this is fun. Absolutely, <laughs> go for it. I mean, you can't call it the Infinity Gauntlet, but you can well, absolutely yeah. do this. For it calls it the Infinity uh, Cup. <laughs> just straight up steals the whole segment. No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, right, what's then. what was that show? It's a '90s game show, Nickelodeon. I I know you're talking where there's like a mountain that they race up. Is that what you're talking about? That one. Yeah, 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 that one. I should call it that. We literally, I literally <laughs> talked about this in a group the other day. Because uh, there's an NES, I'll, I'll find it as Isaac okay. answers ask you a question. Good. Okay. All right, Isaac, Okay, so, again, uh, this is the Infinity Gauntlet. We are each going to give you one question to answer. can be literally anything nerd-related, not even nerd-related. Uh, just a question that we are burning and wanting to know from you. So... I'll start with Jarrett's question. Um, he says, if you were a Pokemon gym leader, what type would your gym be? It would be psychic. And Psychic? Yes, Ooh. the only reason it would be psychic is because my favorite Pokemon of all time is Alakazam, and he would be the top dog that I have, and he would wreck all you fools for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you have one ready? Yeah, I do. Okay, all right, go for it. If you were in the furry community, what animal would be your choice, and what colors would you use? <laughs> the furry community? Um, like it's a thing where people dress as like animals, and then like they go to conventions, and they like they some of them go so far as to like live their everyday lives in their costume. And typically it's like dogs, cats, squirrels, bunnies. Okay. Um... So if you could pick an animal that you would wear a, <laughs> a full on like furry, you know, suit, costume, which one would you pick? And then two color schemes you would have with it. Um it would it would definitely be a wolf. Okay. It would be a mostly brown wolf, but with like a gray tone, like accent color to it, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. gray, I got to look distinguished, of but course, I also got to look like mm-hmm. I'm a leader it's of the like pack. like a little salt you know? and pepper yeah. look in there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I'm totally not getting right now. I mean, you're not like getting salt and pepper vibes. But, I mean, if you want to go for that in your furry costume, that is totally up to you. I'm just getting straight bald bald vibes, you know, recently. <laughs> no, dude, same. Actually, my wife took a video of me today, and I was, like, bending over in the video. And my head, I, like, every time I see the top of my head in a video, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's don't, bad. Don't, don't, don't and you show ju- that. <laughs> and you, you just turned 29, right? You just turned <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm 28 and I'm balding. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yep, man. It's it's not a fun, not a fun thing. Just got the widow speak. That's all I'm getting. That's like a family genetic. That's kind of what I'm getting. It, it's kind of stopped here, but I, I do have a bald spot like on the back of my head as well. So right, I, I think I'm balding yeah. like on the very top, and then I'm starting to just thin out in the front. Like I don't mm-hmm. think my hairline has receded much, but I'm definitely thinning out for yeah. sure. The only bald person in my family, like direct, is my my dad's father, so my paternal grandfather. Okay. Um, besides that, like my grandpa and great grandpa on my mom's side, have had heads of hair and barely turned gray like almost almost black with like in a little and a little gray um <laughs> before they passed so and they both had red hair so i just know that i'll have black hair by the time i'm 90 if i live that long 
Well, you've got some hope then yeah. for holding onto your hair for a while, so that's that's positive at least. Mm-hmm. My question is, um, what is the childhood video game that you poured the most time into? Not your favorite, the one that you put the most time into. When you say childhood, what age range are we talking here? I'd say let's go up to like high school is is like like ninth grade is top like low high school. By that point, it was definitely a sports game. It was Madden, um, more than likely Madden. Uh, just I played so much Madden and like NCAA football. Um, sorry, I'm getting a. <laughs> I swear it's not the Rona. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, it it had to have been a sports game. Um, Otherwise, otherwise, like some Mario game or something. I don't know. Honestly, I think I'd be with you there on the Madden. I played a lot of Madden growing up, I feel like. Madden or the Backyard Sports, you guys remember those? I played a ton of those games. Actually, you know what? Pokemon is probably up there too. Just like oh, yeah. in general. Just I played so much Pokemon, dude. Uh, just a, this is a follow up question that is not related to the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet because I guess we're only allowed one question for that. But like, what nerd stuff are you into? Like, what is your um, niches or whatever uh, in nerd culture? I guess I'm huge into board gaming. Uh, that's probably one of my nerdiest hobbies. Obviously, video games. I've already talked about that. Um, and, and it wasn't, it was it wasn't until I started getting a little bit older, a little bit after college where I really dove deep into some of the more quote unquote nerdy video games. Like, you know, like growing up, I was practically just like a sports, sports fan or, or like just a, a linear stuff. But now I'm into like RPGs and stuff like that. So my, it's grown in taste um i'll also read i read some comic books as well so comic books are too expensive to keep up with so i just yeah i'm right with you there i I definitely gravitate towards the older comics just because it's a little easier to get your hands on them for sure or wait long enough just to get the the graphic novel of it all like when it's just all packed into one so it's like 20 bucks for 12 issues and use your libraries because those graphic novels are in your libraries like yeah surprisingly libraries have a decent Mm -hmm. selection of graphic novels these days which is pretty awesome the show you're talking about was nickelodeon guts was that the show yes guts yep that's it is that the one that slimed people all the time like every show slimed people but yeah (laughs) true That's all I saw on Nickelodeon. (laughs) It's people getting slimed all the time. Guts was like gladiators, but for kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'd say that's a pretty successful first uh, Infinity Gauntlet. So I'm looking forward to to more of that uh, segment moving forward. But let's get, we got a lot of news to discuss. So uh, first of all, Let's um, have Max plug our bumper right here for our rating system. If you have not uh, heard us before, you may be wondering how we rate stuff, and this is how here we Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. So, um, we're also going to get into, well, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say, I'm not going to put the spoiler bumper because we talked about Umbrella Academy 2 yesterday, so we don't really have to get into that, but, um, but let's talk about some other nerd news that is 
that is coming up. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is a couple weeks ago, or was it a couple weeks? Let me see. Um, During the Rona season. During the Rona season, yeah. I mean, you could really, anything is encompassing of the Rona season. So um, Nia DaCosta was um, named to direct Captain Marvel 2. And personally, I had not heard, um, I've not heard of her before, but she is a director of the reimagining of Candyman, uh, the anticipated horror uh, film. And um, she is replacing Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who were the directors of Captain Marvel. Um, She is uh, African-American, so... I think uh, that's pretty cool. Um, what are your guys' reaction to this m- news? We'll have you go first, Mark. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I haven't seen any of her stuff, like, coming from just a pure, like, analytical standpoint, like, what she's going to bring. But I think it's going <laughs> to... I'm guessing the reason why they go with her is probably because she had... Well, you know, African-American woman, and probably is going to bring a different story and tone to Captain Marvel, too, that will be better... Way better. I mean, it'd be impossible for it to be worse than the first Captain Marvel. So, I'm all for it. So, Max Max just rolled his eyes right there. I can, <laughs> I can feel it now. I mean, Max is going to be rolling his eyes at this whole episode because he's not in it. So, Why, did he like the first Captain Marvel? Yes, he did, actually. he, mm-hmm. Him and, uh, I believe, Jarrett likes it as well. They both were not, yeah. uh, didn't, didn't have too many. I mean, obviously, I think they... I'm trying to remember what their ratings are, but uh, they both liked it, I think. So what do you think about this, Mike? I think it's always good to have a diverse, um, you know, cast of directors. You know, DaCosta is going to do well. I mean, I I don't follow directors too much. I more so just follow franchises or actors. Um, I mean, look at at, uh, Taika Waikiki with, you know, the Thor Ragnarok, like just a new vision, you know, just a fresh take on beloved characters. I, I think she'll knock it out of the park. I think most of the time it's always an enjoyable movie to watch. So regardless of, you know, how she handles Captain Marvel, I still think it's going to be a decent flick. I saw on a, um, on Twitter, somebody tweeted out that, Maybe, you know, with her just life experience as a as an African-American female, that, that more emphasis could be placed on Monica Rambeau, who was the child, I believe, in um, Captain Marvel, the first one. Yeah, the, I mean, she'd be our age now with that character, yeah. There's been speculation that she will have a big role in some of the uh, Disney Plus shows as well. But, yeah, there's, I just saw a tweet that, that might you know play into it a little bit so that'd be kind of cool um and she played uh she was captain marvel at one point in the comics so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i think that's pretty cool that yeah we're just kind of they're just being more diverse and getting new I, i just see here that she is the fourth woman and the first black woman to direct a marvel studios picture so a lot of, I think a lot of the good things are happening. They're moving in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I think that's um, it's a pretty cool piece of news. The next thing we're going to talk about is, Mike, I know you had a lot to say about this. 
Marvel's Avengers, which is a game that just started its beta today, uh, announced a couple days ago that Spider-Man is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Um, possibly a DLC or some type of um, content, but it's only going to be on PlayStation exclusive. Um, and a lot of different reactions, uh, kind of from both sides of the spectrum, I guess. Um, but I think, first of all, Mike, you're kind of an Xbox guy for one, right? Yes. Okay, so we're, we're all PlayStation guys, but I think this generally is not necessarily a great thing for gaming in general, but why don't, why don't you give us your thoughts on it? Oh boy, do I have thoughts. <laughs> I know, um, when this came up, I was like, oh man, this is... This is great for Mike to be on the podcast for. Let them have it. He's going to have all sorts of things to say. First things first, this is atrociously anti-consumer. It is so bad. It It is very frustrating. Let me, let me give PlayStation the benefit of the doubt here before I just completely use all Infinity Stones right in their stomach. <laughs> They're playing hardball, and they are good. They are so good at it. Um, they are willing to make the non-consumer moves that put PlayStation way above Xbox. Let's be real here. Xbox did not have a good generation with Xbox One. As far as exclusives, they did end up having the most powerful console and the best console on the market with the One X, but people still... I mean. I saw the other day 125 million PlayStation 4s sold. Like, it's insane. So, PlayStation, kudos to them. All right. (laughs) Spider-Man is universally regarded as one of the best characters, if not the best superhero. Why can't PC and Xbox players use him? It is so very frustrating. He... I mean, not to mention, first, you're going to run into some story issues. Like They they can't use Spider-Man in, in the story of Marvel's Avengers in a super meaningful way. Because then Xbox and PC are just going to get shafted, so to speak, and not, not be able to experience the full game. I have a PlayStation 4. I could play as Spider-Man, but... I want to play on my Xbox because it's the One X. It's a better quality console. But I think you're just going to split so much of the player base. And I I just do not like this move. It's yucky. It is yucky. (laughs) Mark, any thoughts on this? I mean, you think about it. Like, I think from, like, a capitalist economic standpoint, Sony owns PlayStation. Sony owns probably the rights to Spider-Man in the gaming world. So, no, they don't. Not in yeah, gaming. I'll, I'll stop right only there. in movies. Like, yeah, it it's only the film rights because it, um, I thought that too at first, but I did some research and like obviously Spider-Man is involved in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So they only have the film rights to Spider-Man, which I, I, th- I thought it had something to do with it because, I mean, why else would it be a PlayStation exclusive? Well, then maybe they paid whoever they needed to for the game rights to have exclusive rights to it, so then people buy, well, more incentive to buy the PS5. Oh, yeah, they spent a crap ton of money. So then it becomes that aspect. It's like, hey, they want to have the one up on Microsoft, and Microsoft probably wasn't willing to pay that amount. 
And that's what really, I think it comes down to. And maybe they'll have a different character, you know, fill in that role in the Xbox version. Or maybe it will just be like, you know, like the Batman series where it's just, it's a DLC and it's like a separate story altogether. Like it's an extension. I feel like that's got to be the most likely scenario because like you said, Mike, I mean, they can't use him. I mean, he could be a part of the story, but if you you can't use him as a playable character in the main story because then the PC Xbox players are going to miss out. Um, so yeah, it's got, I think to me, it makes the most sense if he's almost exclusively DLC, which I would imagine at some point would come to PC or Xbox, but yeah, it's just, I mean, I heard this and I was fine with it because I own a PlayStation and it's my main console. So I'm obviously going to get it and Spider-Man's my guy. So I would be getting it regardless, but if the same were true for Xbox, this is just me speaking because I have a PlayStation and an Xbox. If Spider-Man was an exclusive to the Xbox, I'd be buying this on Xbox. I would not be yeah. buying it on a PlayStation. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn on both sides because I, I understand why Sony is doing it. But at the same time, gaming-wise, it sucks for all other platforms to have this as an exclusive. But again, I imagine... If it is almost exclusively DLC content, it'll come to PC and Xbox eventually. I don't expect that, to be honest. Um, I just, I think, I, I think, like, kudos to Sony. They are very good at keeping market share. And this is, this is market share. This is really just a play where people are going to spend money on the PlayStation for this game. And, you know, just to me... I just refuse, I'm almost to the point where I refuse to buy the game simply on that principle. Um, Now, that being said, I'd be totally down if, like, Xbox gets Wolverine. Then I would give their, uh, then I would give Square Enix their money. But I I don't think they deserve it with this move. Um, And, you know, if you recall, they did this with Destiny. And the Destiny player base was not happy whatsoever because PlayStation got exclusive exotic weapons um, for a full year. And then by the time they came to Xbox, they were nerfed. They weren't even what they used to be when they started. So, like, it it just, it's, oh, it's just yucky. I, I just thought of this. Like, if, do you think in the, you know, was this pre-COVID when the whole Spider-Man's not going to be in the Marvel Universe anymore? Right? I like Right. Do you think this kind of, like, negotiation would have been part of that deal to bring him back to Disney? To have him be in the MCU where he's just, like, Marvel's like, okay, we'll give you the rights for this video game. That is interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah, I didn't even... Because, obviously, I mean, depending on how involved Spider-Man is in the main game, he would have had to... I mean, and in the DLCs, too. But, like, he would have had to have been part of the planning process from a, a long time ago. So, that is... That is an interesting point. Yeah, I just, I just, I just don't think you're gonna get a full game experience uh, on the Xbox or PC. As a Spider-Man fan, I'm ecstatic about this oh, just yeah. because we are getting Spider-Man. Yes, it does suck that it's an exclusive, but I, I didn't even think Spider-Man was gonna be in this game at all. So, I'm, I'm excited about that. Sucks that it's an exclusive. Uh, Mike, go ahead and give us your rating. I kind of already know what it's gonna be, but. Uh, from a scale of zero to six in the Infinity Stones. Can can I use halves? <laughs> you can use any decimal uh, point you want. 
Yeah, Scott will love it. If we use decimals, so go um, for it. Point five, point five out of six infinity stones. It is so. Oh, it's so yucky. <laughs> so what we do is the lowest possible rating on our show is a fan fortastic. So if you would like to give it a fan fortastic, I would meaning understand. that you absolutely hate it yes. so much, like you despise the choice. But if there's a glimmer of hope, maybe the point five is necessary. So the only the only way, okay, then we'll go with that rating. The only way it would be a point five or anything higher is if Xbox got Xbox and PC got some exclusive stuff. So yeah. Gotcha. Mark, what is your rating of this? I mean, to me, like, I'm just not, like, I'm going to get this game, but it doesn't matter who the, if Spider-Man's in it or not, like, for you. So I, it's a three out of six for me. It's like, I'm still going to get this game. Spider-Man being in it or not doesn't really matter to me. My rating is purely because, again, I did not think Spider-Man was going to be in this game, and the news that he was made me super ecstatic so i'm giving it a four out of six obviously the two knocks off because it's exclusive but man i'm i'm pumped too and they did um square enix did announce that it's not going to be insomniac's version it's going to be their own version of spider-man so Mm -hmm. it's not like it's you know uh like a crossover um or anything like that but still the news that spider-man's in this game is awesome to me just another spider-man for into the spider-verse 2 there you go yes oh man that would be so awesome if they brought in the playstation spider-mans oh that would be awesome all right uh enough geeking out about that uh next thing on the list uh mulan uh has been announced to come to select theaters and disney plus for the fee of 30 dollars and i believe that is coming out on september 4th um this is kind of a little bit of a shock because it's kind of Disney's next big uh, major picture. Um, they've been pushing all, I mean, all movies have been pushed back so much. And so it was kind of like uh, hemming and hawing of what movie is going to eventually come out in theaters. And there's still a bunch of states that literally theaters cannot, they're not open right now. So finally they announce um, that the theaters that are open, it will come to, but uh, for anybody else that is not able to access it through a theater they will be able to watch it on disney plus for 30 dollar fee what do you guys think about this news mike (laughs) this is yucky as well (laughs) um i don't so let's let's give once again let's give them a benefit of doubt if you're going to the theaters two tickets snacks you're gonna be spending 30 bucks anyway so you know, it is what it is, but I don't think you can't keep Mulan, right? Like you can't, you know, you're not purchasing the movie. It's just like the rights to kind of rent it. Yeah. It's like a 24 hour rental. Yeah. Um, so I, I think personally the price is too, too steep, but on this, on the, it is, it is so amazing that we have bigger companies kind of doing this and, uh, giving the option for those who want to be safe at home and make a bag of popcorn at home. And maybe they do want to shell out that $30 and more power to them because I'll be frank, I don't want to sit in a movie theater right now. I just don't. So I think this is really cool that, you know, at least at least some things are happening to bring this bring this home. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? 
oh gosh, Max and I and I think Zane and Jared for our Umbrella uh, podcast, we were talking about this. And, like, at first it's like, oh man, stupid, I don't want to pay 30 bucks. But I think they're testing the market. I think Mulan's the movie where they're like, well, we want to get it into the theaters at least for two weeks so it can be up for awards. Because I probably spent a pretty penny on this. But they want to probably test the market on the Disney Plus app if it's marketable. Because if it is, and they do well, then that probably means Black Widow will probably do the same thing. We'll probably, they'll put it out for two weeks, they'll put it on the stream, and for 30 bucks. And then we got uh, talking about, well, now we have to do our duty and just buy it, so then if they do well, they'll put up Black Widow and not postpone that even farther. So, yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's like, I'd rather go see it in theaters. I could go, like, in... I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and they have a Marcus Theater up here, so I could go on a Tuesday for five bucks. I'd rather pay five bucks for Mulan. I wasn't already gonna go to Mulan, but but having said that, for thirty, like if they put Black Widow out September fourth for thirty dollars, I'd be spending that thirty dollars. So a lot of people were saying like, hey, content wise, Mulan just doesn't look like it's their thing, so they're not gonna be spending thirty dollars on it. Um, here's something interesting though. Well, I got on, one more thing. On, Didn't they put okay, Artemis Fowl out on Disney Plus? And yes. there was no pain yep. for that. And that was supposed to be out this summer, right? Right. Yeah, I, be- I believe so. Yeah. That I mean that that movie was panned as well. Like it's just it wasn't good apparently. So they were like, we don't want to pay make people pay for this. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> See, my my heart for this is that like spending the money would be cool because. I think that all the live action Disney films have been top notch. Like I think, I think they're fantastic movies. Um, Beauty and the Beast being my favorite. Don't at me, but <laughs> I'm gonna at you because it's my favorite too. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful harmony. But yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be spending thirty bucks on. I, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet. It was like. I'll spend thirty bucks if you add Mushu to the movie. <laughs> that that was my whole gripe, like before the movie was, like even announced, like the date of it. I'm like, if Mushu's not in it, like I don't want to go see it. That was why I loved the animated version so much. So <laughs> seriously, that is one of the. If best they're like thirty bucks, for sure. and put Mushu in it, I'm like, yeah. I'll give you sixty. Here you go. <laughs> give me Black Widow. Dang, sixty bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, just joking. Here's something interesting. Disney's CEO, uh, Bob Chappick, said that Mulan's uh, premiere offers Disney Plus customers continuous access to the film for as long as they subscribe to the service. So you pay your 30 bucks and you get to watch Mulan for as long as you have Disney Plus. Okay. So it's not like a 24 or 48-hour rental like you would get on Amazon, but still yeah like not what they do on amazon like we we got trolls for 20 bucks and it was gone in 24 hours so as long as you have the service you get mulan right so we've rented a couple movies on amazon just because we're like all right well can't go to the theater so let's rent you know this new movie that was supposed to be coming out um so I, i don't think it's like you know a terrible deal it is a little steeper because i think the rentals on amazon are like 20 bucks right this, yeah it is like 19.99 on amazon um but yeah i suppose if you have like two kids and there's two adults and you know in the family or in the household yeah that's 10 bucks that's at right. least 40 bucks yeah. for just tickets if you're getting like a matinee for 10 bucks so yeah that is a marketing wise they're probably like 30 bucks is probably the good price point for most people yeah and if you're yeah if you've got a family some people like other people sharing your account whatever you know um maybe this is a good investment for you it 
it for sure would be if you were planning on going and seeing it like opening night maybe but if you were kind of iffy about that then it's kind of like well maybe maybe it's something we wait on um that'll be interesting to see if they i mean if they eventually just take off that um that fee that $30 fee eventually so you can just watch it with the basic Disney Plus subscription I bet they would go a year before it'd be just part uh, or I would even probably even say two to three years because they probably want to run it run it on like you know TV and other su- subscription sites where you know they get some marketing money off of that too like oh, that'd be interesting to see because I mean there's there's been so many like right onward came out and that's that was on the basic um disney plus service and you know like we were talking about artemis fowl so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that i i have to recheck everything because it is disney they make so much money they're probably like ah whatever we're if we put it for free we'll get more people to sign up for it so yeah oh man i saw a stat that um disney had projected that they would have 70 to 80 million subscribers by 2024 and they already have like 60 million and it's 2020 right now like it's it's ridiculous the right it's ridiculous the amount of growth that they've had since they launched it's just it's an amazing service it really is yeah and for mike for you like all those disney cartoon like 90s cartoons being on disney plus is like a dream come true because you can't get those on other streaming services like those those Disney '90s cartoons are hard to come by until Disney Plus came along. Disney cracked open that vault for some of us, and you paid a little bit, and you got into that vault. You, you got a peek in there. Go ahead, just uh, rate this news for us quickly, uh, Mike. What do you think of this Mulan news? I'm gonna. Ch- I was thinking a little bit lower, but I'm gonna put it up to a four out of six um, because I really like Mark's point. If you put Black Widow in this context, I I would be spending that thirty dollars. So I'm gonna give it that four out of six. I'm in the same boat. I like before yesterday's discussion or the day before's discussion I had with the other guys. I would have probably given this a one out of six, but now thinking more about it, where it's like, well. If this is the route they go and it's successful, then yeah, thirty bucks for well now knowing that it's thirty bucks and you get to keep it as long as you have Disney Plus, I'm I'm gonna go five out of six now because that kind of changes changes the game because you know it's thirty bucks if you buy a brand new movie so on Blu-ray 4K so there it is. Yeah, the only problem with this would be you wouldn't necessarily own it, so you'd have to keep being subscribed to Disney Plus. But still, yeah, I don't see that ever ending if they keep pumping out Star Wars and. Marvel stuff, I mean. <laughs> for real. For and when real. I start having kids, I'll want Disney movies, so like it'll just be on there for the next 30 years for me. <laughs> yeah, for real. I also, I'm going to go a four out of six as well, because Mulan itself, eh, I'm, I may or may not go ahead and do that. But yeah, like you guys are saying, if they do this for other theatrical releases that are going to be yeah. further delayed or anything like that, I mean, I'm definitely probably going to take advantage of it at some point, so... Um, four out of six for that. So next thing we're going to talk about is another, uh, video game thing that was actually just tweeted out today. Um, Rocksteady, uh, Twitter account tweeted out a, um, picture of Superman with, uh, crosshairs of Suicide Squad and with the caption, let's see, um, just going to it here. Target locked. Hashtag DC Fandom August 22nd. Hashtag Suicide Squad Game. So 
we now Rocksteady, who I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was the studio that uh, did the first three Arkham games. Is that correct? Technically, not the first three. They made the three main ones. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. But Origins is not. Yeah, Origins, Origins is W B. Montreal. Montreal. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. So. Rocksteady, um, I mean, they've got, obviously, the chops to make a top-tier game. What are your guys' thoughts about this Suicide Squad game? I wonder if they're going to kind of do it like this Avengers game that's coming up, where it's, you know, you get a little taste of every character, or is it going to be more like uh, those Arkham games where you're kind of, it's an open world, and you kind of solve crimes, in a sense? I'm all for it. I'm all for anything superhero video game wise so give me what they want and then like is there actually a synopsis of what the storyline is going to be or is it kind of speculative at this point yeah it was definitely speculative but somebody did tweet out a a picture that looked like it was a like a synopsis of it and i don't know it's i don't it's this is probably just a rumor at this point like nothing is yeah that they're that and like amanda waller is like hunting down the justice league Right, yeah, here, I, I've got it right here, so I'll read it for you. Uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League by Rocksteady Studios. Amanda Waller goes to war with the Justice League when Batman attempts to shut her down over this creation of Project Cadmus. And that could just be a little, a little bit. Right, yeah. Playable characters include Deadshot, Harley Quinn, El Diablo, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, Cheetah, Enchantress, set in the same universe as Gotham Knights. Set for fall 2021, which would be interesting. But obviously, that is just, you know, somebody screenshotted something random, have nothing to back it up with, just a rumor at this point. Yeah, there's no way that's coming this fall. (laughs) Right. I mean, they've showed absolutely zero, but we'll see. Obviously, we'll see more. One thing I saw looking online is people think that it's not Superman, it's Bizarro in that i've seen that i did yeah i did see a couple people arguing that. about that um because they zoomed so up on his face and he's all like it's more whiter complexion and he's got like scarring on his face in some right, of the close-up yeah. screenshots i've seen mm-hmm. um mark as the one of the uh big dc guys okay, on i got a podcast i got backup i'm the dc guy batman himself said that <laughs> yeah robbie robbie said that during the batman forever podcast didn't he um, so as the DC mind on the infinity bros, what is your thought about them using the suicide squad as the IP for their next video game instead of something else? I'm going to jump on six out of six. I feel like a lot of you guys have talked about like, Oh, we just get another Batman game. We keep getting more Batman stuff. Let's get someone else. We're getting it. We're finally getting right. yeah. a totally okay. set new of characters and, I think, the, I mean, this studio who's been making these games, they're going to do it right. I mean, they've been popular. They've done it good. So I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully it's fun. I hope it's not, you know, like Battlefront too bad right away. But, you know. Give me all the superhero video games. I'm going to play all of them. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? I'll jump the gun again. I completely agree. Six out of six. Um, I think the... Uh... The biggest thing is that you have Rocksteady behind this, and they they just make fantastic games. Arkham City is one of my top top five video games of all time. So I mean, I trust them. Um, 
on the flip side, uh, I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping that they do something with the heroes in this game though. Like I'm just hoping that there's maybe some like side missions or any or something like that where we can control some of the actual heroes because if there's a studio that I trust with open world navigation um, and the ability to create a character and make him feel like you're actually that character, it would have been cool to have Rocksteady make an actual Superman game right. um, and just be able to, to feel like Superman. But um, but on the flip side, I think, I think when you are talking about the Suicide Squad, there are so many good characters to to dive into and to get to know. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a good hit. Um, I also, I'm also putting six out of six mainly because I also, we also have a rumor that there is another Batman Arkham game coming. So, um, you know, by the, by the team who made Arkham origins, uh, surrounding the court of owls, uh, you know, storyline in the court of owls storyline, death of the family, the new 52 is one of the best of all time. So, I'm excited for that. I'm with you guys for sure on on the excited about a new IP. I'm just curious as to why they chose Suicide Squad instead of Superman or Flash or you know something else that could have been a solid video game. I, I still don't think it's bad. Like I'm, I think this looks awesome. When does this um, the Suicide Squad movie come out? Because maybe they'll drop that before that movie comes out, or afterwards, build the hype for it. Not not quite sure when that was. I I think they've already been filming for that, so that must be either end of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. But yeah, that is interesting. I, I didn't think that would be. I mean, they they don't really correlate the games with the the movies at all. Right, yeah, right. You can kind of ride the movie hype a little bit for sure. Um, and now that I mean, now that they already have a mostly poorly done movie, like the name is out there. It's you know, it's just. I just think they could have the movie that won awards. <laughs> did before any Marvel movie did it? Okay, go on. Finish your finish your statement. Well, how how was it on Rocket or <laughs> Rocket? How was it on Rotten Tomatoes? Because that's all that matters. That doesn't matter. So. Oh, according to Max. Well, then it doesn't matter if it's according to Max. <laughs> that it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, it doesn't fit my narrative. But yeah, I mean, they've they've done such a good job at you know creating their own thing that I'm not worried. Again, like like you said, Mike, I'm not worried about Rock City with this game. They're going to do a great job with the game. But it would have been cool to see a different hero getting a game, and maybe we'll see that eventually too. But uh, I just for that reason, I'm knocking it down a notch. So I'll get a give it a five out of six. But it looks it looks sweet, and hopefully we'll see maybe a little little. I mean, it'd probably be early for gameplay, but a little snippet or a clip or something of it during uh, DC Fandom later this month. So I'd be willing to bet it's just a cinematic trailer talking about the story. That's really, what it. Yep. Right, which is all you can really hope for at this point, since it was literally just announced like yeah. today. So, <laughs> but um, next thing I've got uh, coming up here is our segment, little bits, little bits. Little so this is our rumor segment, uh, Mike, where we talk about things that are going on, um, and generally what we end up talking about a lot is casting, which is what we're gonna be talking about right now um there is a rumor going around 
that Allison Brie um, is potentially uh, in talks to be cast as She-Hulk for the coming up MCU Disney Plus. Uh, I believe it's a show. I don't think it's yeah. I think it was supposed to be a show and not a not a movie. Um, so yeah, that's a little interesting tidbit, little little bits. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on She-Hulk and Allison Brie potentially uh, playing her live screen? Uh, I, yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, I think we've discussed, I don't know, on the podcast or in our group chat where, you know, we've we've bounced around different actresses who should play She-Hulk. And, you know, more pe- some people have gone more imposing type of women that are, you know, uh, like, you know, muscular and bigger and taller versus, you know, I mean, who should play She-Hulk is like, as the person, should be someone a little bit smaller frame. And then it's like more impressive when they grow big. So I think, and Alison Brie does great, great work. I mean, I love her in Glow. I love her in Community. And I think it should be perfect. She'd give that good quirkiness as, uh, I guess her character in is a, is a lawyer, right? So you could almost make it like a procedural show. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll be really interesting because like you said, I mean, she brings that kind of quirkiness, but you... To me, and I have not read a ton of She-Hulk, but Jennifer Walters is a pretty no-nonsense like character and just as a straight shooter. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I her acting ability, I don't doubt for sure. So I think she, she could play it. But it'll just be interesting to see a take on it like that. And it'll be just interesting to see it come to live screen for sure. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do it because I'm wondering if they're going to, kind of go more of the Bruce Banner route like you know actually have you know Allison Brie like be majority of the character um, because She-Hulk historically has usually 100% been transformed just like yeah she's just a lawyer as, right. as She-Hulk you know so as She-Hulk, yeah. yeah I'm just I'm just pretty interested as to where where they're gonna take it um, but I personally, I have not seen Allison Brie in, in anything really, um, so I'm I'm gonna trust your guys' judgment that she would do a good job. <laughs> I think she'd be do you, she'd be pretty good. She's just a good actress in general. So I'm I don't I'll give this news I'll give it a four out of six for sure. Um, just for the fact of She Hulk is seems like it's so far off. I mean it's probably 2023 or beyond. Um, so I, I just, you can't really give too much credence to it because also this is reported by We Got This Covered, which is not known for their accuracy and rumors. So, uh, Mark, what do you give this news or rumor? Uh, I give this rumor a, a five, to, five out of six, just knowing its source. and But then it's so high being Alison Brie because I think she would do pretty good at this role. Nice. Mike, what do you give this this uh news or rumor i don't i don't think i'm gonna rate it just due to my in ignorance of allison brie um so give this a, a flat you know nothing <laughs> <laughs> give it a nothing uh we all know that this is a zero fan fantastic uh out of six in robbie's book because he is not looking forward to she hulk at all so um so that's our little bits for today um if you guys have any other rumors that you are um, hearing or even that you would like to see, 
go ahead and uh, shoot us an email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us on our socials. Um, we are going to get into some hot and snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> this is the segment where we talk about all the things that we have been liking and disliking over the past couple weeks. Um, and Mark, why don't we start with you? What are your hots and what are your snots? I honestly have no snots this week. I was Ooh. I was trying my hardest to find something that like I watched or like heard and I was like, ah, oh, that's so stupid. But I'm like, it takes a lot for me to just dislike something. All right. No negatives from Mark. All right. Okay. But I got some, I got four hots or five hots. Oh, whatever. Okay. Oh, I just, wow. Okay. So you're making up for it in the hot oh, yeah. department. I got four of them. Um, I right. watched the movie today, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. And it's uh, it stars Adam Driver who's like a director of this Don Quixote movie, but he made, uh, so like it kind of follows like a, I don't know the best way to describe it as like, it's set in, in now because he's a director and, but it's like kind of like fantastic or fantastical in a sense where as like the viewer, you don't know if he's like dreaming, imagining, or it's actually happening and from my point of view, like how I experienced it throughout the movie, it's like he's directing this movie. He has flashbacks to when he was directing a movie, when he, his first movie. But then everything in that first movie is kind of playing out in real life. And like he meets up with like the old because he's back in Spain filming this new movie. And everything from all the people who are involved in the first one kind of are playing their their characters in real life. And you just follow him on this journey. And he's just like, what is going on the whole time? And then finally buys in in the end. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Like, it, so it's, it's really hard. It was kind of hard in the middle to be like, is this dream? Is he actually dreaming? Is this someone else's dream? Is this actually happening? Or is it all just rolled into one? And I thought it was pretty good. Oh, nice. Um, I finished. What's your rating of it? I'd give it a, uh, like a 4.5 out of 6. Okay. Like, it was, it was good. I'd watch it again. It wasn't, you know the best thing or you know in the world but i i love adam driver as an actor so anything he's in i'm always willing to give it a watch um, are you a kylo ren fan yes don't at me no i um, I, I i personally enjoy where they took his character I, all right I'm the same way. and there you go yeah all right moving on <laughs> There it is. Mark agreeing with somebody. What what is going on here? Mark Max leaves the podcast and all of a sudden Mark's agreeing with everybody. Oh, you, I mean finally have someone that I can agree with. I'm thankful for this. <laughs> <laughs> um right. good, good. <laughs> I finished the the series on Apple Plus uh C, the one with Jason Momoa. Oh yeah. And that like how they film that and the kind of the premise where like major like everyone except for a few people um, are blind so I think the acting in that show was just fantastic and having to play blind people and how they would m- maneuver and communicate in like a post-apocalyptic world it was like I they, it's stunning what they did um and the series just like you know any series ends with a giant cliffhanger and it instantly made me want the next season right away that's how I felt about it it was eight ep- it's yeah, okay, that one's eight episodes. There's two other ones I'm watching that, or have finished, that are... Are the uh, episodes long? Are they like 45 to an hour? 40 minutes to 50 minutes. They're not that long. Um, 
But yeah, I had finished the morning show, which is the one. You with... don't. You don't have kids yet. Yeah, not yet. So I get. I got to fill everything in now. Harder to watch those longer shows with with kids for sure. But yeah, I, I, for four ninety nine, uh, I mean Apple Plus doesn't have a lot of content, but what they have, what I've seen so far, has just been great. I would give C a six out of six for the series. I gave the morning show a six out of six. Um, currently in the middle of For All Mankind, um, so. I'll give you my rating when I'm done with that. Um, I've been into uh, the trading game, the card game for Pokemon Online, and playing through my app, uh, iPad. I'm just, I like where was I feel like this was a Game Boy game back in the day that I played a little bit, and but like this online version because I still like my like little thing I like to do if I receive whenever I go to Target, it's like I might get a pack of Pokemon cards. And in them, they have these, you know, you can download the cards if you have an online account. So, like, I have, like, 50 of these cards that I've hooked up and have, like, a ton. Anyways, I just, I'm still in love with Pokemon. I'm almost, I'm going to be 30 this year. And I don't think that love's ever going to go away. So, oh, I'm all for it. It's It's, it's been, and the Infinity Bros know that I have not been on PlayStation in a very long time. It's because I'm playing this game. <laughs> It's a different type of gaming. And um, my last hot, uh, I just I'm in the middle or close to the end of Titans season two. Um, if anyone has the DC app and watch the first season, I think the first season of Titans is on Netflix, right? I don't know. Mm, no, don't remember if it is or not. Well, the first season of Titans is like you know you're kind of it's just like a first season of most shows or series where it's just kind of like if sometimes doesn't stick the landing, but you kind of get like the gist but you're kind of like eh, I'll, I'll watch a second season if they put it out but i'm not gonna you know you know lose sleep over it but season two of titans i think is off the wall good like it's introducing good characters it feels very much like young justice in a sense of the kind of characters they're bringing in but with more more of an adult theme so i'd recommend anyone to go watch if they've seen season one go see season two but if you haven't seen season one you probably can just jump right into season two and be fine. So, um, and that's that's all my hot. Mike, why don't you go ahead with your hots and your snots? Oh boy. Um, so, I had a schnot that is that has moved to my hot. So, oh, guys, interesting. Yes, I will explain. Uh, <laughs> but first, uh, I recently finished Ready Player One, the book. Oh, nice, dude. I've been wanting to get into that. Um, it is, I, I listened to it on audio, and it was read by Will Wheaton, and it was phenomenal. It is probably my favorite book of all time. I know, whatever, it's a, it's a nerd book, of course. You know, it fits my niche, but... That's all right. We're, that's exactly what we're all about here, Mike, so... You, you don't right need in. to apologize for your nerddom here. <laughs> but, man, is it good. Um it was it was just brilliant. Uh, it was so brilliant. I hadn't even finished the book yet, and I went to my used bookstore in town and bought bought a actual copy of the book because I wanted nice. to wanted to get that. I haven't so. seen one of those in ages. <laughs> um, next on my hot is Game Pass. Um, Game Pass is a ridiculous deal, and I just want to give a shout-out to Xbox because they are just doing amazing things with that. Everything in their Game pa- er, everything in their Xbox showcase that they did a couple weeks ago 
is going straight into Game Pass day one. That is, Subs- that is incredible. Subscribe for $15 a month. You can get Xbox Live Gold. You could get Game Pass. And you have 150 games plus at your disposal. And there's a lot of good there to be played. I think Game Pass is just... I, we can get into this another time, but I think Game Pass will potentially win um, Xbox the next generation. Um, it's just too good of a deal. It is so consumer friendly. It's amazing. That is my that is one of my hot. I've had Game Pass for the past probably six months or so, and I don't. I definitely don't use it to its full potential. But like I, I basically play Sea of Thieves for Jarrett and. Um, I've been doing The Witcher 3 on it. And man, like just when I go through the content of Game Pass, it just blows you away. Like so much stuff on there. Mm -hmm. And for 15 bucks a month, it's like a steal of a deal for all of that content. The only gripe I have with it is I definitely don't have enough time to play all those video games. But man, you're, you're totally nailed it that it is fantastic there's something for everybody there like you know if you like 2d platformers there's options there if you like puzzle games there's options there if you like the open world 60 to 100 hour game like the witcher 3 it's there like and you can it's not you're not streaming the game you are downloading it directly to your xbox it is an actual copy of the game you don't own it, obviously. You're subscribed, but it's it it's the best deal in gaming. If you're not subscribed to Game Pass and you're on PC or Xbox, you need to you need to be. Um, um, me and my wife are huge Big Brother fans, the the reality TV show, and the new season started this past week, so that's a hot. Um, and it is an all star season. So they have a bunch of the old, um, you know, a bunch of returning favorites. And it's just, it's super fun. I'm super stoked for the season. I think it's, all we needed All-Stars because Big Brother was starting to get way too like, hey, I'm going to go on the show to become an influencer and to become like famous and stuff like that. And not to take the game seriously, but the All-Star, All-Stars, everybody takes the game seriously. Nobody's going to be hooking up because everybody's married <laughs> with kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just going to be all game. So I'm super excited. I got touched on that. I got touched on the Big Brother I don't watch Big Brother at all, but I saw Enzo was trending on Twitter. And Enzo, uh, for anyone that knows wrestling, is a wrestler. And I'm thinking, like, oh, did Enzo die or say something, like, racist? But that was not the case. It was Big Brother. Season 22, right? Like, that's... Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a so, little tidbit I had on that. <laughs> had to sneak the wrestling in on this episode. So. Enzo was in season 12, and he started one of the best alliances of all time called the Brigade. And um, he he's he's total like New Jersey like mobster. He calls himself the Meow Meow. <laughs> he's just he's just such a funny character. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, all right, so here's my schnot that what that is now a hot. This morning I went disc golfing with my son and I lost a disc. 
But I have my name and my phone number on the disc, and somebody found it, and I got it back. So that's, I mean, that's impressive. That's unheard that of. Does not happen very often. You would be surprised. The disc golf community is so like, hey man, we're gonna return your discs. Like, man, it's it's insane. Like I've heard so many awesome stories about return discs. Um, you know, it, you know, if, and if you don't put your name on it, yeah, it's not getting returned. So put your name on it. And most of the time I've seen that it gets returned and it's, it's amazing. So I have actually gotten one return to me, but our problem was me and Mark and the rest of the infinity bros. We, we went to college, um, and there was a disc golf course on the college. Most of the people that Froth there it was not actual disc golfers it was like the people that were just doing it casually so they would find a disc and they wouldn't care whose name was on it they would just grab it it's like oh free free disc oh, all right that course that we went to very often it was it was pretty rare that you got a disc back if you lost it plus it's a it was a little difficult course and there's woods all over the place so it was pretty common to lose discs so so yeah that was that was amazing um all right, a couple snots. Um, I know we already had talked about it at length, but Spider-Man had to be on my snot. Don't like it. All right, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the s- second snot I had, um, the NES Lego set is amazing. That looks awesome. It is only a snot because it's way too expensive. I hate that it's so much money. I would buy that. Legos in, in a general, man. Legos are so expensive. God, why keeps Oh man, why does adulting have to be a thing? But I think it's the collector aspect to it. It's too. It's like yeah. that's where they, I think they make a majority of their money is these collectors who need to have them all. So that's why they have it so expensive. Do you guys remember them being this expensive when we were kids? Because like I obviously didn't buy any myself. If they were, I, I would not have the amount of Legos I have. Right. Like we have. I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same. You had like a tub of Legos at home. You know, when <laughs> we we're growing up. Yeah. Like if they were this expensive. There's absolutely no way that we would have that many Legos. And, and you guys and you guys have the Lego shop in um, Minneapolis. Yeah, Mall, aren't of, you? Mall of America. Yeah, Mall of America. So, but yeah, man, like that. Which that just is bums an expensive place. <laughs> yes, just, it, it is just, also a very expensive. Place. <laughs> it just bums me out that it's so expensive because that is like one of the more recent Lego sets that I would be, I'd be down to build. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that's cool. that's all, all I right. got. Well, sweet dude, I will cap it off here. Um, I have I have small lists on both ends here, so I'll start out with my hot. I finally started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender since oh, it's on Netflix. Never watched it before in my life, and I'm only f- five or six episodes in, and it's already fantastic. And I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the the season. So really looking forward to that six out of six on the first uh, whatever five or six episodes I've watched. Um, my next hot is this game that we mentioned in the first couple minutes of the show, Fall Guys. 60-player Battle Royale. It's literally like Mario, like Mario Party minigame. Somebody 
described it to me like that. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. It's Mario Party mini games that you play and you get eliminated as the rounds go on. And obviously, finally, somebody wins the, the final round. But it is so much fun. And I played it by myself and I was intrigued. I was like, yeah, this is pretty fun. I could get into it. But when I played it with some friends, it brought it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Like this game <laughs> is out of bounds to quote Guy Fieri. This <laughs> this game is yeah, so brother. much fun. To, <laughs> this game is so much fun to uh, play with a bunch of people. So if you have a PC or a PlayStation, definitely get on this game. It is a blast. My snot, my first snot is actually part of that though. Um, I don't even understand really how Fall Guys got so big, but because of the huge uh, reception that they've had in the last week, their servers have just been hot garbage all week. Cause I'm sure they didn't even expect the amount no. of people uh, that were going to be joining this and playing this game. So it's kind of expected just given the amount of people that are playing, but man, it's a really big bummer when you're like, Oh man, I can't wait to play this awesome game. And you sit in half an hour of queues and, and then eventually just get disconnected. It's like, oh, man, it really just puts a big bummer on. on well, they the put, they put it out for free on that. PlayStation plus. They, they, right. Yeah. I, it would have been nice if they were expecting, you know, Right. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that is interesting, man. Yeah, like and I think it actually I was talking to somebody earlier today. And I think it's like 20 bucks on PC, so it's not it's not like free on both platforms, but still, you think they would would have maybe bumped it up a little bit expecting that at least some people are going to play it on PlayStation yeah. Plus. Uh yeah, so that's that's my first snot. My second snot is on the Infinity Roast Twitter account. I I retweeted it. Um, there is this baby Jar Jar video going around, and I took one look at that and just about barfed. Like that thing was just ridiculous. And the tweet was actually like a positive tweet, like saying this is the cutest thing ever. Well, it's not our fault that you don't enjoy stuff, Isaac. <laughs> okay, first of all, it's Jar Jar, so it's an abomination. And baby it Jar Jar, it's for the kids. <laughs> It's, it's secondly, it's not even cute. It's it's not hella cute. Oh, it's Isaac, not cute. You're I it's fan fantastic. Your snot take. <laughs> no, I fan fantastic. Baby Jar Jar it should not exist. It's abomination. <laughs> it should be killed publicly. <laughs> Executed publicly. Oh my goodness! It should not exist. Delete the tweet. Uh, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> delete it. Delete it. Uh, yeah. So that is the end of my snot. Um, so. With that wrapping up, let's get into our top five. D. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. So today, because Mike is on our show and he has his podcast, the 90s First Podcast, uh, he suggested that we do the top five 90s cartoon TV shows, which we are all for. So uh, that is our top five for today. Um, you know what, Mike? I'm going to save you for last because you are the 90s uh, cartoon TV expert. So we'll save you for last. I'm going I'm to go first with mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a podcast about it. So you're definitely more of an expert than we are. So. We're, we're only eight uh, episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start off with mine. I'm going to put a disclaimer here. I didn't put any... Um, 
I didn't put any honorable mentions for Mark's sake because I know he would he would be really uh, rubbed the wrong way. If I, I feel that, like this but... has come full circle where I used to be the one that would be ridiculed and slapped apart for having <laughs> honorable mentions. Now I get ridiculed for not having mm-hmm. any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually went back and listened to one of our, I think it was like our 10th or 11th episode, and you had like six honorable mentions on your, on your list and i was like what that's so ironic um <clears throat> so anyway i just love so much stuff i'm gonna preface this with i did not watch a lot of tv growing up uh we just <laughs> we watched movies but we did not watch a lot of tv so the only tv i actually watched in the 90s was at my grandma and grandpa's house and most of the time it was like boomerang cartoon network so yes. it wasn't like 90s stuff which which is fantastic i love all that stuff but it was not 90s uh, cartoon shows. But uh, so that with that out of the way, my number five is Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, Dexter's Lab was one that actually my parents hated, but it came on after Scooby-Doo every every time Scooby-Doo was on. I don't know why that – it must have been just like the, the programming or whatever, but we would watch Scooby-Doo, and then if mom and dad weren't paying attention, we would just go ahead and watch Dexter's Lab. Um, so that was, uh, an awesome, hilarious show that I, I definitely loved. Um, and I think my mom hated it because the one episode she probably watches the one where she's Dexter is calling Dee Dee stupid for like two minutes or something like that. So she was not a fan of that show. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. Number four, I have Darkwing Duck and I have not gotten around to rewatching that on Disney Plus, but I am super psyched to eventually watch that because I remember having a ton of Darkwing Duck like merchandise, and uh, the show itself is fantastic. So number three um, is Pokemon. So actually, a lot of these, eh, two of them actually, are ones that I didn't watch in the 90s, and I just went back and watched them later. But Pokemon, the first the first season of Pokemon is is just iconic. It's it's amazing, um, and the the journey that Ash takes you on through the world of Pokemon is just amazing. So that is my number three. My number two is Spider Man, the animated series. Um, I'm obviously a huge Spider Man fan, and that series is a really great representation of Spider Man, and that theme song is just straight fire the like guitar like metal mm-hmm. going on in the background spider-man it's got like some electronica kind of going on too um but yeah that is a great show and that actually like was my first exposure to a lot of the spider-man world as far as like villains and stuff like that so that is to this day why lizard is my favorite spider-man villain because of that show um, well, the lizard, I think it was a two-parter, right? Um, in the original, th- those episodes were amazing. Like, just, Yeah, they were really good episodes. Yep. And I went... Just a quick note. Daredevil is my favorite superhero of all time, and he's in that show, and a couple yes. of those episodes mm-hmm. uh, were really yes. cool, too. So good. Yeah, that show is amazing. But it does not compare nor trump my number one which is Batman the Animated Series. This is, I feel like when I look back at 90s, and uh, granted, I didn't watch a lot of 90s cartoons, but when I look back at 90s cartoons, this is the one that just overshadows all of them. Like this show is fantastic, holds up going back and watching it again. 
Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill put on probably some of the best voice acting in a TV show ever. And I think this is just one of the best animated TV shows of all time. So this definitely has uh, number one in my heart. Mark, why don't you go ahead and share with us your list before the expert does. Going back to my honorable mentions, I don't have any, but I made a list of 50. That's how many I had. And they had to whittle it down to Holy five. Holy moly, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, I should be on your podcast. That's 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 what More I'm than thinking. More welcome, that. Mark. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my number five, Street Sharks. I loved <laughs> Street Sharks. And I had a majority of the toys for Street oh, Sharks. We were talking about that a couple weeks ago, I feel like. That's awesome. Yeah, because I snapped the group because, like, now the Street Shark toys are, um, like, in the toy box at my dad's place for when kids come over. So, like, I see, you know, <laughs> nice. like, <laughs> you know, my niece and nephews play Street Sharks with, like, you know, some old Pokemon toys and some Barbies. That's like, awesome. it's hilarious. Um, my number four is Pokemon. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without it, of course. Um my number three is the X-Men animated series that talk about theme songs that like still are like in my head. Yeah, it's great. Um, my number two is Dragon Ball Z that also is looking back at the mid to late nineties, like Dragon Ball Z Pokemon that consumed my life. Um, and my number one, Batman the animated series. Uh, I remember, having recorded on VHS multiple episodes of that so I could go back and just rewatch them over and over again. So, uh, And Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman whenever I read a comic book with Batman in my head. Anytime I read Joker stuff, it's always Mark Hamill's yeah, Joker. It's like those yes. two are those characters. And it's funny, like the animated series you think has gone on forever, but like I think it ended after like four or five seasons, but then broke into... Uh, the Batman Robin adventures and then into like justice league. So it's like really the, the that Batman kind of carried on, but like the series itself didn't really last that right. long. And it started so much like yeah. it, it's, it literally started the great DC animated like universe that we have today. Like it's just, man, such a great show. That is, that is definitely something DC can hold over Marvel. They, they have a, an amazing animated suite of content. That's for sure. All right, well, let's uh, close it off with the, the expert himself, stay-at-home gamer, on your uh, I wish you wouldn't call me an expert. Shows. Doctor, <laughs> stay-at-home gamer. Doctor, Doctor Mike. Esquire. <laughs> PhD in top five lists of 90s cartoons. Um, so a lot, I would argue that some of the shows here aren't the best, but I kind of went the nostalgia and just my love route so number five is rocket power oh rocket power is rocket power <laughs> rocket power is so good um you just wanted to be one of those kids on a skateboard on a surfboard on roller skates on a scooter they did it all and they were so good at it and it had some pretty interesting stories behind it so I did, yeah. So you know how great it was. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Top five. Man, after my own time. heart. <laughs> um, number four, uh, the X-Men animated series. I think Mark hit on it. You know, you have that iconic 
you have that iconic um, theme song, but then also you have you have probably one of the best two part premieres like of all time in all of TV show with uh, kind of wasn't it like the day day of future past type stuff you know with uh, yeah so well that was it's, that that's why it was so like I think acclaimed in a sense like mm-hmm. a Stanley was a producer on it. Yeah. And the whole vision was to bring the actual comic books to life. So, like, not really yeah. change anything up. Just, like, hey, we're going to put this in motion. And people are going to love it. And kids loved it. And It, it was, was amazing. Amazing. So, um, number three is actually a tier on our Patreon. A little plug for the 90s first. Only $2. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the Recess. Uh, Recess is one of my favorite 90s cartoons. Um, and you know, I would, I'll watch that to this day. It's, it's amazing. Um, just got a group of kids wanting to have recess. I mean, that that's literally every single kid in all of history just like wants to get out of the classroom, out of detention, give me recess, you know, and just like the shenanigans those kids got in. It was just, oh, amazing. Um, number two, um, Doug. I I had personally had to put Doug on there because I think especially rewatching some of them as an adult like it is it is such a good show like it has amazing messages and themes behind each and every episode um and just the characters are lovable <clears throat> the story is lovable it's and and talk about another good theme song you know it's just it's just awesome I love Doug um, <clears throat> can you guys guess what my number one is? <laughs> <laughs> is it an all around? <clears throat> it is, Did we just uh, Infinity Stone the top five? It Look is Batman the animated series. You can't, you cannot get Look better at us. than the Batman animated series. Um, you guys, you guys said it all. It's you know, you know. <sighs> Every single Batman and Joker has to live up to Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Even Heath Ledger did. Like, you know, it's just it's just plain and simple. They are the best. The stories, the vignettes that you have from the animated series are almost second to none. Like, it is arguably the best Batman. And it is also... Um, the, like you said, the start of some amazing things. Like, you have Mask of the Phantasm, which is now on Netflix, by the yes. way. Please go watch yep. that. Yeah, it is. It is one of the best animated movies, the best movies of all time. The mystery, the stories, the character development, the the overall aesthetic of the animated series is phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen it. God, what are you doing? <laughs> just go watch it. <laughs> I just thought of this. Like, if I could recommend an episode, like, I say, yeah, go watch Masks of Phantasm because that's great. Um, but Heart of Ice, that episode from Batman the Animated Series, is some of, like, the best content I think you can get from early 90s. Also, Sub-Zero, like, the, the movie that came out of that as well. Oh, Sub-Zero's great. Man. That's such a just such a good show. The cool thing about the animated series is that it like highlights some of the lesser known villains, um, and does yes. it so well. Like, I remember, I remember, um, 
the Mad Hatter had a couple episodes, and and those those were always top notch. Um, you had, you, you know, you had your Jokers there, but you also had a couple Killer Croc episodes. You had, um, Clayface was in there. Clayface was yeah. a huge character that I really loved. Um, I forget I forget his name, but he had the he was he was the puppet basically from Goosebumps. Um, can you remember Mark? Oh my gosh, I know who you're talking about too. Where it's like, it's like the dude looks like he never talks, but mm-hmm. he has a puppet. Yeah. Um, um, some of those episodes are amazing too. Like just, just overall, the best of the '90s. It is. Uh, it, <laughs> his name is Vert, uh, Ventriloquist. Like that literally. That literally is his name, the Ventriloquist. No, but like, what's what's the. What's his name? The doll's name. Scarface is his Scarface. name. Scarface. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. yeah. The puppet's name is Scarface, but the guy goes by the ventriloquist. Yeah. We cannot move on from Batman animated series without mentioning Harley Quinn. Like she is. That's where it came from. That's where She's... it came from. You know, you people do not have Harley Quinn without this series. Um. So yeah, second to Look at none. That. <laughs> Infinity Snap, the Batman the Animated Series is uh, collectively the best 90s cartoon TV show. So there you have it, Infinity Bros. Universe. Wow, that was that was a pretty awesome way to cap off the show, honestly. So, Mark, thank you so much uh, for being you and for not getting into the uh, arguments today. Well, I think I just made a friend today, so like, it would be kind of hard to get an argument. Do you think that a case can be made that we maybe just trade Max uh, for Mike in our in our podcast? I like Max though. Yeah, he's, I don't know if like he's cool. <laughs> we don't have to trade anybody. We can keep <laughs> us all. I was just I was just thinking. I didn't want to like open up a whole another roster spot. I'll but, just you know. I'll just be like the shriveled like Thanos hand after the snap. You know, just like <laughs> on the on the end of the bros just hanging on. In Pawn Stars, who's the guy they usually call when they like they need information? Like that would be you for us. What do we need more specific <laughs> uh, doctor related nineties material? I got a guy. Anytime that nineties <laughs> material comes up, we're like, all right, uh let's let's call up. I know a guy, we we'll need, call we need him. an expert. Oh man. Pawn Stars is hilarious. Like oh, I got a buddy for this. You how many buddies do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Brings it it's like every episode, it brings in a different guy. All right. Uh Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Uh, I'm just going to give you a minute here. Go ahead and plug your podcast, plug your stream. Go ahead and uh, show us where we can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitch at Stay at Home Gamer. It's all one word. Um, I have been taking some time off to focus on some family stuff going on. We're trying to buy a new house, so um, you should uh, be seeing me there shortly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we we do a lot of fun stuff there. Um, we, I think more importantly, I do run a podcasting network, basically, that we're turning it into um, called The 90s First. And um, the main two staple shows are talking about the first episode of a 90s TV show or cartoon. We, uh, we go back and forth on live action um, and cartoon. And then we also talk about a 90s movie. So um, recent episodes have been Power Rangers, Doug. Um, we did Independence Day. We did Sandlot for one of the movies. Um, and uh, the movies ones are were Patreon exclusive, but those are going to be uh, turned into regular released episodes to the public. So go find us at the 90s first. Yeah. 
State Home Gamer is uh, on Twitter. It's State Home Gamer without the E in the gamer. So, yeah, that's that's me. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Uh, and another plug, I already mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I appear on the fir- very first episode of the 90s first uh, talking about the Batman the Animated Series. So if you want to get a little more uh, info and scoops on the Batman the Animated Series, go check that out. And then Max has been on both your uh, movie podcast and your TV podcast this week talking about Power Rangers. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Lots of uh, cool things going on over at the 90s for us, so check that out. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us tonight. It has been a blast. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much for being a part of the Infinity Bros universe. You can find us at theinfinitybros.com on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And uh, we are so thankful that you are a part of what we're doing here. So to from all of us and the Infinity Bros to you, we love you 3000. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>